0: the only way you get 20% off is to go to com slash ETM and enter code ETM at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash ETM. Go to com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. Have you ever wanted to achieve a goal so bad, like deep down in your bones, but for some reason you talked yourself out of it? it's too big, it's too scary, I'm not smart enough, I don't have enough money, instead of talking yourself out of why you can't achieve it, start with deciding that it's already yours. Millennial Money with Shauna compton games It will expand your brain. Scrolling through social media has this way of bringing out all of our insecurities. I don't know about you, but I don't always feel so great after just a few minutes of looking through social media. It's like A giant, hey, look at me, what I'm doing and what you're not doing kind of atmosphere. But that's just one way to look at it. The way that keeps you stuck and feeling like you're just not good enough. If you happen to land on Kate's Instagram, you might feel overwhelmed by all of her achievements. She's got an upcoming TED Talk, multiple six-figure business that she runs from around the world, articles in Forbes and Fast Company, just to name a few. But what you don't see is the behind the scenes story of how Kate's had to get really, really brave and super clear on what she wants to get her where she's at. I was really excited to chat with you. I've done a lot of uh, digging around about you, all good stuff. (laughs) But I, I wanted to start with the, the crazy thing that you have done, you built and scaled your online business to make multiple six figures in under two years, which is incredible, all from your laptop and Bali.
1: So I'm all ears. I want to hear, how did you achieve this? Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Um, and gosh, where do I start? So it's funny I'm obviously on my laptop now um back in the states but it has been a a total journey so I really started my business in June of 2017. Um, but I have to kind of take you back to be really honest and go before behind the scenes, like what went into building all of this. Because I think, um, yes. while I love sharing, you know, the success that I've had and the success that I've been able to help my clients achieve as well, I think it's really easy in the online space to look at like these success stories and these fast, seemingly overnight successes and think, well, gee, she just woke up and built a super successful business and it was all easy. And the reality is it was anything but that. Um, I waited for probably, I don't know, between a year and 18 months, um, like sitting on, should I launch my business? Should I not? Should I just keep taking all these courses, keep learning, keep thinking about the things and really just kind of spinning my wheels and having a lot of imposter syndrome. Um, so I moved to Bali in in December. I'm trying to think because I went to Bali for the first time in March of 2015, but I moved there in December, 2015. So really like a couple of weeks before the start of 2016. And I spent really all of 2016 having my world, um, just massively open to online entrepreneurship, um, digital marketing, uh, coaching, like all of this was totally new to me. I before lived in uh, Western Massachusetts. My background was as an educator. Um, and I, I had no idea that it was possible to teach people and serve people and help people, you know, find solutions to problems and develop and grow outside of a conventional, you know, education, academia, kind of a setting. Sure, sure. Um, and outside the yoga world, those were the two worlds that I had worked in and, and you know, lived in uh, both personally and professionally. And so anyway, I, I was living in Ubud, Bali, which is a really big hub for a lot of digital nomads. There's a real, you know, laptop lifestyle kind of culture there. And it blew my mind what the people that I met and was rubbing shoulders with were, were doing and creating. And I thought, okay, they are doing this. I know I can do this now. Where do I start and how do I begin? And, um, you know, I joined a co-working space there. I started having a lot of conversations and honestly, Shana, like, I just got really curious. I got really curious. And I think that mm. that is one of the most important traits to have, um, as an entrepreneur at any stage, whether you are just starting or whether you are looking to scale and move from six to multiple six, or, you know, like we're at now, multiple six to seven, like, what do I not know that I need to know? Who do I need to be talking to? Um, what, you know, what kind of environments do I need to be putting myself into in order to, to get where I want to go? And so, um, I, I, you know, devoured every podcast I could get my hands on. Amy Porterfield's podcast (laughs) was a big one um, that I listened to. I listened to the Gold Digger podcast, just like listened to um, as much and read as much as I could. And I remember I was part of an incubator, like a little in-person mastermind in April, I think it was of 2017. And I had been sitting on this idea for my business for ever. And that one month was just the catalyst to be like, you know what done is better than perfect. I'm going to launch this thing. My website, I had no idea, you know, how to build a website, what even I needed to be looking for. I was just being a perfectionist and spinning my wheels. And when I finally just started to launch my business, which really looked like sharing my message on social media, a message of empowerment, a message of Um, you know, truly being brave enough to risk going after what it is that you want and trusting yourself to be able to get there. My, my real focus when I started my business was more of a, I don't want to say generic women's empowerment, but um, I wasn't specifically business coaching. And I can speak a little bit to that transition later, but I really just ripped off the band aid, and that's the it's an unglamorous uh, start. But really, guys, <laughs> like that's it. Like, I finally just decided I was more sick of sitting on my ideas, sitting on my inspiration, sitting on my message than I was scared of sharing it. And um, I started to immediately gain traction, landed my first clients um, in July of 2017. I launched my first uh, ever group program. I had 30 women in that group. Most were paid, some were not. And um, some were just, you know, women that I knew that I invited to be a part of it. But that was the momentum generator that I needed to really get going. And then I started selling out one-on-one packages, upping the prices, pricing of my packages. And my business really just took off from there.
0: Wow. And I think what you shared was so important. And I thank you for for sharing that and for your vulnerability with that, because so many of us do see the glossy side of things, particularly on social media. And we get stuck thinking that, well, that person somehow has some sort of trade secret or expertise or is in a better position than we're in. And so why in the world would we dare even try our idea? But it's always great to hear that other people come from that same spot of like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if this is going to work. But I have to just put one foot in front of the other and start something
1: and see, you know, what that involves into. Absolutely. I love that you said that. And this is actually one of the major themes. So I'm delivering my first um, TED Talk in September in just under a month, actually. Yeah, in New York State, I'm really really looking forward to that Um, but this is like one of the major themes I think that we think so often now I was guilty of this too like looking on social media and being like wow like look at her she's got so many Instagram followers and she's living in Bali and has a feature article in Forbes and like wow like all of these things it's she's just this like miracle person with all these special things about her and really it's like If you are brave enough to get clear on what it is that you want and actually one foot in front of the other without knowing what you're doing, step after step, trusting yourself to get there, that can be you. And it doesn't mean that that has to be your goal, whether you want to write a book, whether you want to become an artist, whether you want to start a business of any description, like it starts with deciding that you too get to play the game.
0: Yeah. Wow. There's, there's so much for me to dissect there, but, uh, I, I love that you're doing a Ted talk. That's actually on my, on my to-do list. Like how did you approach putting together your Ted talk? Because I've heard so many different people with so many different friends who've done Ted talks and they all had a different process and
1: they were all completely scared to kind of step on that stage. Oh my gosh. Well, I love that you asked that. And this is so perfect because it ties really well together with the theme of our conversation, even so far. And it's a question that I get a lot. And I I really enjoy speaking to this because it's so much of what I'm actually going to be talking about in my TED talk. (laughs) You know, the question of like, oh, how did you land a TED talk? That's amazing, which is a different question to how are you structuring it? So I'll answer that. But I do want to speak to this as well. Um, I really just decided it was on my vision board for 2019. I'm a big uh, believer in vision boards and writing out and visualing, you know, visualizing and and getting Uh into a visual format. I have my vision board saved, um, on the back of my phone. So every single day, multiple times a day, I'm programming myself with, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. And sure enough, that's what happens. And I don't think that's a real, really like a, as much a woo technique as it is a brain training exercise, totally of, agree. you know, really programming yourself to, to see what you want. Cause when we can see it, we, we believe it's there. So anyway, I just decided that that's what was going to happen. I sent out an application. I got some surprising no's. Um, and then I just kept doing my research and I pitched um, TEDx Oneonta. So I was born in upstate New York, um, in Oneonta is in upstate. And I, I pitched my talk and connected. I actually researched. Uh, I got one of my VAs to create a spreadsheet and list out all the TED talks that were happening for the rest of the year thought about what are the talks that I could, you know, have some sort of a connection with that's not completely random. And uh, TEDx Oneonta was one of them. Researched on their website, actually emailed one of the coordinators to like a personal email that I found I really just got scrappy because I wanted it and I just figured it out. Like there was no blueprint or blog post that told me, well, these are the 14 steps to landing a TED talk. I got clear on what I wanted. I made my own roadmap and I executed and I figured it out. And that's what I did. And I woke up at six in the morning to go film with my one of my um, assistants in the rice fields in Bali. Uh, my my pitch. And, um, you know, I think that was probably unique. I don't think they probably had anyone else in the rice fields in Bali uh, recording their video there. So there was, you know, some strategy of why this was a unique talk, why I would be a great speaker to attend at the event and share. But that's, that's really the story of how it all came together. So again, really going on the theme of Don't think that just, you know, it's these opportunities land for lucky people, they land for people who work hard, get clear and don't stop at no and don't take no for an answer.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, anything that I've been an entrepreneur since I was in college and anything that has ever happened good that's come my way, any door that's open, anything has been from pure scrappiness, like on hands and knees, just pulling it together. And so many people ask me, well, how did your podcast become so successful? Or how did this become so successful? (laughs) And I say, just by sheer effort on my part. Nothing just fell into my lap. And I think that's such an important lesson to share, especially for women, because we can tend to be a little bit more conservative when it comes to all sorts of things. And that's not a stereotype. That's just, I think, a cultural thing born into all of us. And so we really have to go after these things and not be afraid to have that that kind of
1: determination. Absolutely. I think that grit and resilience and and real like deciding. I mean, I talk about that a lot. I think that um it becomes it's amazing how much more ease and it doesn't mean when I say ease, I don't mean just like, you know, manifesting drinking a mocktail on a floating unicorn in a pool. I mean, which is like so much of the marketing that we see now like, oh, look at me, it's all so easy. When I say ease, I think that that real feeling of being in flow of things falling into place, that gets to happen once we decide what it is that we actually want and, and start taking the action and those actions bear fruit. It's like the same way if you're, I don't know, pushing a a wheel and, and like, it takes effort to get it going. But once you've done that, it starts to flow. It starts to have momentum of its own. And, um, that's definitely one of the things that I think has contributed to the growth of my business is because it's been able to move so quickly because of that deciding and that, that commitment and that resolve.
0: That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this, they release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third-party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. Talking about money is hard. You know this already. All over the world, people are taught to never talk about money, politics, sex, or religion in polite company. On 50 Fires, a podcast about money and meeting, from executive producers Chip and Joanna Gaines, host and financial conversationalist Carl Richards, We'll remove money from that list by having frank, funny, and often difficult conversations about money, the kind we're all told not to have, with guests from all walks of life. In each episode, Carl will invite a new guest to answer the question, what does money mean to you? Their answers will reveal much more than their attitudes about money, spanning revelations about identity, community, faith, family, and the true meaning of wealth. Tune in to hear deep conversations about money and the meaning it holds in our lives. You can find 50 Fires on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, for sure. Another thing I I wanted to chat about, I know you're passionate about helping women be successful and really pull out that vision and voice that's inside of them. And I'd like to just back up a little bit from that because I feel like first, the idea of, of success, quote unquote, is a tough one that a lot of us have grappled with. How could somebody figure out how to decide or define what success is to them? How do they get clarity around that so that they're not trying to reach somebody else's definition of success, but to
1: find their own definition? I love that. I love that. This is actually an exercise that I do with uh, inside one of my programs called Radiant Living School first module is dedicated to defining. So the, the modules um, spell out Dare, define, align, refine, expand. But the first module is like really, and the first step that I would say for anybody who's looking to create more success in their lives is really to spend some time tuning away, tuning out all of the noise. So even noise like podcasts like this, or noise like people they follow on Instagram, like obviously listen to advice and things like this. But when it comes to actually deciding what you want, it's really important to tune out other voices, other influences, and get quiet with yourself and think about what do I actually want? Okay, so I want to create a successful business. Well, let's drill into that a little bit. What does success feel like in your life? Is it just seeing your name up in lights and you know being on stage in front of millions of people? Well, I think it's important to recognize like that life and that that version of success, what is that how does that fit into the rest of your world? How does that fit into the bigger vision that you have and that you hold? Like, do you want to and B, on the road, getting full hair and makeup done all the time? Or do you want, you know, a podcast and a Facebook group and a an audience that is maybe a little bit smaller, but that lets you work 20 hours a week and go for, you know, walks in the middle of the day with your small child and your dog? Like, what, what do you actually want to create in your life, number one? And what kind of impact do you want to create in the lives of others? And I think, you know, even in my message, it's like a lot of... Uh, you know, go big, reach big, dream big. And I I think that's so important because we true, I believe that we really are limitless and can achieve whatever it is that we want to do when we reverse engineer a roadmap to get there. But I think that knowing what you want and not just getting swept up in that inspirational rah-rah and losing sight of the thing that you actually want to create is so important. So the first step is like tune out, from other, other voices, other people, other, other visions of other people's success and really spend some time visualizing, thinking about, you know, in a year, like, what does, what does success feel like for me? And think about like, okay, how many, how many lives do I want to be serving? How many people do I want to be touching with my work? How much, um, how much do I want to be working? Do I want to be, you know, smash out, six figures in my first year and be working, you know, 40 hours plus a week? Do I want to be, you know, do I want to replace my corporate salary and be able to, to transition away from my nine to five? while only working 25 hours a week. Like I think deciding and thinking about your time, your energy as, um, as equal, you know, commodities in, in your life and in your business is, is so important to be able to set the right kind of goals because then you can reverse engineer to get them.
0: Yeah. That's, that's so powerful. All of that. And maybe even to take it a little step from there, let's say, okay, now we have our vision of success. This is what We want, this is what we want our life to look like. How then would you coach someone of defining what is their vision or what is their voice? Like how can they, let's say they want to, gosh, I don't know, empower other women, but they're, they're nervous that their voice isn't refined enough or that they don't know exactly what to focus on. How would they find that uniqueness that's about themselves and pull that out.
1: I mean, there's a couple different things that I would say there when it comes to starting a business. And this is something that I, this specific example that you give is something that I see a lot. I have a lot of women who come to me wanting to start some kind of a coaching or a consulting business, um, wanting to empower others in some way, whether that's, you know, in the area of health, whether in, in wellness, whether that's in the area of relationships and intimacy, um, sensuality, self-expression, whether that's in the area, some aspect of business, um, you know, social media management or brand design or brand coaching or sales coaching. Like there's, there's all these different niches. And I think it's really important to think about, and this is, this is a process I walk through, um, in nail your niche, which is one of my other programs that, uh, the, the first thing to think about is like, what is the problem, this single problem that you are the most passionate about solving and start there. Um, if you feel like your voice isn't super clear yet, like ask yourself the question. I mean, this sounds so basic, but it's really where you start is like, what do I want to say? What's the problem that really bothers me? What's the problem that I want to see solved? So for me, I help women solve the problem of getting their genius out into the world and using that genius to build a profitable purpose-driven business. That's my thing. And, for me, I it bothers me the problem of women having so many gifts that they keep locked up inside of them, wondering, I wonder if I could do something more with my life. Wondering, I know I could reach more people with this. Wondering, okay, I've got a business that started, but it's not nearly reaching its full capacity. Like how do I do it better better? How do I do it bigger? That is the problem that I'm the most passionate about serving. And so my voice and all the content that I create, the messages that I put out, the programs that I create are all dedicated to solving some aspect of that problem. So really Um, it comes back to to thinking about what's the problem that you want to solve? And I think that question alone has the potential to bring so much clarity.
0: Yeah, wow. And we talk about of course, on podcasts or social media, whatever may be, the amazing benefits of running your own business. Like you said, sipping a, a martini on a unicorn floating in a pool. But I, I'd be curious to know if, if you're willing to share any of the hardships you've had around money and running your business. Are there any things that you've really had to, to walk through in order to get to where you're at?
1: Oh, of course. Hell yes. Am I allowed to swear on your show? Sorry. I hope you have the little E next to it. Oh um, go for it. You kicked off of, I don't no. want to get you kicked off of iTunes. Okay. Um, um I should have asked you that before. Anyway, I totally, absolutely, I would be lying. Anybody would be lying if they're like, oh well, this is just a cakewalk. It's just absolutely perfect. Um, I mean, one of the I mean, where to start? One of the massive <laughs> things for me that's been a challenge is navigating time zones. So, you know, in an ideal world, I would take client calls between, you know, 10 and 3 PM, you know, two days a week. But, um, I, for four years, uh, for the last four years, I just recently moved back to to the East coast. Um, but I was living in Bali. And so a lot of my clients were on, I had clients at one stage on every time zone in the United States. Um, a couple of clients in Europe. So I was taking client calls, you know, at sometimes late in the evening, sometimes really early in the morning, like all days a week to accommodate different time zones. And that schedule management while running an international business, um, has been a challenge. Um, one of the biggest challenges for me, especially as I've grown, um, into the multiple six figure category is, um, team. I don't want to say team management, but just team, like. Right keeping, um, finding the right people for the right work, getting the right processes and procedures into place. I mean, we've grown leaps and bounds and have a lot of that stuff down now, but that has been a huge growth uh, challenge over the last, I don't know, six to eight months. Um, as we've, you know, expanded our team now, like one stage we had seven, we've downsized to that to have five really core players on our team who do everything in the business, but that has been, that's been a massive, massive learning curve. And, and I want to say this because I think a lot of, I know, um, I mean, most of the women that I speak with both, you know, clients and women in my community and, um, you know, colleagues and collaborators, I think there's a big feeling and a, a lot of fear in, the entrepreneur, um, world of making a wrong investment or making a right, bad investment. Yes. And I've definitely gone down the path of thinking like, Oh, that wasn't the right investment or that wasn't the right person. And it was, it was the wrong move and I have wasted this money. And I think that it's so important. I know when I have a thought like that, I'm like, okay, that's not a productive thought. That's not a growth mindset thought. Like let's drill into what's actually going on for me there. And what's actually going on for me there is, is like a feeling of shame of like, I did something bad or I did something wrong, or I'm, I'm supposed to know everything about business and I made the wrong decision. And so I feel ashamed. Therefore I'm I'm like to myself, no one else is listening to the crazy in my head, but this is what's going on inside my head. And therefore, like I did it bad. I did it wrong. And so I'm labeling this as the wrong decision, but I love to I mean, and I do this work with myself on myself and I encourage anybody who's thought that to just like f- see your journey as an entrepreneur, as a growth process, like you're, no one has told you and no one can tell you, I don't care if you get a, go to Harvard and get an MBA. I don't care. You know, if you have the Tony Robbins as your business coach, like you are going to make mistakes. You're going to yes. do things in your business that, um, that, 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 are not the right thing to do. And then you're going to learn from them. And that's the way that you learn from them. And what comes next? What comes on the other side of that? So for me, like getting our team stuff in place now came after, you know, maybe having the wrong team members on on the team and maybe doing like having not the most efficient systems. But guess what? The systems that we have in place and are continuing to put in place now are super tight because of the fact that, you know, we could have been doing it better. A couple months ago. And I think that that's such a powerful reframe and a powerful reminder. So, for anyone who feels like, oh, like I've made a bad investment or I've done the wrong thing, like, what if it's not wrong at all? What if that's you learning? Okay, like that, I learned from that experience. That wasn't necessarily the thing that was the most helpful, but every cent of that taught me a lesson that I'm here to learn from. And I think that when we take radical responsibility for our decisions like that, as business owners and CEOs, we are so much more empowered to continue to actually grow the business and not stay stuck in that feeling of like shame or self-deprecation.
0: That's such great advice because it's so easy to get yourself stuck in that brain loop. (laughs) And then it's just clearly a downward spiral, especially because uh, if anyone has an online business, or if you are an entrepreneur, typically, you are basically by yourself, you may have people on your team, but you're in this vacuum, and it's it's you and your brain. And so you can easily fall into that trap of just getting freaked out. But I, I'd, lo- I'd love to end with uh, with one question to really pick your brain on this. Let's say I'm I'm lucky enough Kate to spend a few minutes with you and I know you've just had your biggest month which is it's super impressive. What are some of the, the secrets that you could share with us about how we could cultivate a healthy mindset to know that reaching those monetary goals is possible for
1: us. I mean start with deciding right now that it's already yours. And that might sound like, okay, well, what do I do? Just basically lie to myself because I don't feel like that right now. Like that is the first, like you basically need to brainwash yourself. That's what I would tell you. John. I would be like, listen, you need to brainwash yourself. And I don't mean like become a Pollyanna. What I mean is like this, the, the, I hate saying the secret to success because I don't believe there's a secret to success, but this is what has worked for me is getting really clear on. Okay. I know this is possible. I know I can do this. I have everything inside of me to do this and talk to yourself the same way that you would pump up and talk to your best friend. Who's like at the last mile of a massive marathon, like you would be championing her. You would be telling her you can do whatever you set your mind to come on. Let's go. Let's you've got this. And that's the way, like I literally talk to myself like that every single day, every single day, And I cultivate um, processes and practices to do that. You know, I, I, um, I go on a run every single day. I have a playlist. I can, I can send you the link for that as well. Um, It's a free playlist that I listen to every single day and it's filled with empowering pump up music, pump up songs. Um, And I have built my world to have these reminders that remind me of that exact mindset that I'm stepping into. And so by, by des- designing, actually intentionally designing my day and my thoughts and my environment to constantly be reaffirming what I'm stepping into, I feel so much more emboldened, so much more empowered, so much more capable and skilled to be able to actually go live it. And guess what? When we feel all of those things, we show up in the world as the person who gets to to create those results. And um, it, is, it is such a um, expediated way to get to the results that we want is by choosing to feel that way right now. And you can do that by the choices that you make, the things you put into your life and the people that you surround yourself with. And I think that that has been a massive piece for me is choosing to seek out experiences, events, opportunities, um, relationships that, that build me up, that remind me of what's possible. Um, both mentors that, you know, are, A few steps ahead of me and women that are rising alongside of me and, you know, then, you know, clients who are doing the thing. It's like all in all ways, just surrounding yourself with people who are moving forward because that's where you're going to. There
0: were so many gems in this episode. And if it wasn't long enough for you, which I totally agree. You can get more of Kate's wisdom and her amazing insights at her all-day personal development and business summit for women that's going to be held in Portland, Maine, called Born to Rise on October 5th. Or hit her up on Instagram at Kate Scudder or on her website, katescudder.com. Thanks so much for checking out this episode and a big thanks to our sponsors that make this show possible. Remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. But before you leave, I want to empower you to embrace where you are today, the good and the not so good. And remember, nothing lasts forever. Just keep taking small steps every day and remember how awesome you truly are.